and we're at Pumpkin Hill. You ready? I ain't gonna let it get to me. I'm just gonna creep down in Pumpkin Hill. I got to find my lost piece. I know that it's here. I can sense it in my feet. The great Emerald's power allows me to feel. I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere. I'm gonna hold my head, cause I have no fear. This probably seems crazy, crazy. A graveyard theory. I ghost try to approach me and got leery. Ask him a question and he vanished in a second. I'm walking through valleys, crying pumpkin in the alley. Didn't seem happy, but they sure tried to get me. Had to back him up with a fist metal cracker. I'm hearing someone saying, You a chicken, don't be scared. It had to be the wind, cause nobody wasn't there. I searched and I searched as I climbed up the wall. And then I started to fly, I went in deeper. Let it get to me, I'm just gonna creep. Down pumpkin hell, I got to find my lost piece. I know that it's here, I sense it in my feet. The great Emerald's power allows me to feel. I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere. I gotta hold my head, I have no fear. It probably seems crazy, crazy, a graveyard theory. A ghost try to approach me, he got leery. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Export Audio. I'm Autumn. That's Nora. That's me. If you're new here, we're married. I don't know why Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is the first episode you listen to, but thank you. Um, I believe this is 153. Yeah. What Pokemon is I mean, I... Uh, let me see. 150 is Mewtwo. 151 is... What does Chikorita evolve into? Bailey for Meganium. I think it was... Maybe 154. I've forgotten. It's 154 because we did Newbie. Well, I, I think Meganium is the final evolution of Chikorita. That's correct. Easy number to guess. Easy, easy, easy one. Anyway, um, yeah, hello everybody. Um, we watched Sonic 2 the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And Knuckles. Knuckles was there. What are you doing? I'm just using my ponytail to <laughs> touch my back. Is that such a I thought, you, I thought you were doing one of your patented podcast visual gags for a second. I don't do visual gags on podcasts. Yes, you do. I'm not a fool. Um. Anyway, hi everybody. Uh, what did you think of the movie? It was better than the last one. Better than the last one. Less... I don't think about the last one. I don't remember the last one. You reminded me of an entire arc in the last one that I have forgotten about. I recall saying about the last one. Um, I recall saying on the podcast that it was like it had intense Make America Great Again vibes. I do not recall what the context of that was. I recall thinking it was a deeply, like, Republican movie, but I don't recall, like... It was like, probably related to Robotnik's origins, I have to assume, because it's like, he's like a tech guy. I don't know. I don't remember that at all. That mostly is not here in this movie. There's, this movie is considerably less racist than the first one, but crucially, not zero racist. <laughs> It feels like a movie that could have come out 10 years ago. It really does. Or 15. It, fe- it really feels like a movie that I could have owned on DVD 
when I was like 10 years old and like watched a hundred times, you know, it has a like 2000s or, or 2010s quality to it. You know, the credits are very 2010s. Yes. The credits are very 12 years ago. (laughs) We were talking about this. I don't, why does every movie, why does every PG or G rated movie animated movie? Well, not just animated movies because pixels got one of these. Um, um, you can't include Adam Sandler in a trend. That, sure, you that means can. He's just copying a thing. He's not part of the. Yes, I'm saying that. Uh, I'm saying that someone did this. Uh, okay, the, what the trend is, but we're so sidetracked. I'm not sidetracked. I'm right here. I didn't get to make my point. Didn't <laughs> say your point. Anyway, I love you. Um, every like PG movie. Gets an animated credit sequence that recaps the film, but with like a better visual style than the rest of the movie. <laughs> and I don't understand why that happens, um, but this movie does get a particularly good one of those. But yeah, I, I can include Adam Sandler in this because I'm sure that someone came up with this 15 years ago. Oh, we'll do an animated credit sequence that is just like the movie in 90 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, but also it's like we can hand a description of the movie to, like, a studio and have them make it. Yeah. We don't have to think about it. Yeah. And so... Here's some, like, what are the... The scripts for animating things? The boxes? Storyboards. Storyboards. Here's the storyboarded, like, set pieces. Reference these and make a little, like, you know... Two minute thing before our mid credits teaser. Yeah, and then they don't have to like think about it. They just you know that is chugging along. But every single one of these is better than the actual movie that it is appearing in. Well, there's no dialogue in them for one. Yeah, I guess that probably is why I like them better. <laughs> um, why don't start your movie with one of those recapping the previous movie? Before we get into more of, like, the movie proper stuff, speaking of dialogue, how did you like the voice acting in this movie? Or the acting, broadly. There are six characters. Three of them are animated. No, there's Jason Marsden. James Marsden. James Marsden. There's woman. Mm-hmm. There's woman. Mm-hmm. There's gun. There's Randall. Randall. A.K.A. Gun, and there's Old Gun. Oh, and bur- gay barista. What is what is gay for Robotnik? And that's that's just like that's a weird thing. subtext of this movie. It's not subtext. There's a picture of Robotnik in a maid outfit in his computer. Unstated text. If it's text, it's stated. What? It's I, whatever. What did you think of the voice acting? <laughs> Oh, um, well, the voice actor that was in this movie did a very good job. Yes. How did you think of the two actors who were trying to voice act? Yeah. I mean, Jimmy, Jason, Jordan, John, Ralphio. What is his real name? Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. I was going to get there. (laughs) Uh, Ben Schwartz is just doing the same thing I feel like he yeah. Does and everything. Yeah. That I've seen him in. Yeah. 
Um, which is fine. It's fine. It's a little bit less over the top compared to John Raphael. Yeah. But it's still, it's it's that guy. It's not Sonic. It's that guy. It's this, yeah. It's a comedian that I've yeah. heard of. It's not Jaleel. At least uh, Idris Elba is able to convince me he is not Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. You know, like a voice actor might change their voice in some way to, <laughs> or their behavior in some way while acting. To Why me. does Knuckles become more and more Drax as the movie goes on? He doesn't start the movie as Drax, but he sure ends there and... They wrote it in order, and eventually they just used that as a shorthand too much and convinced themselves that they had previously written a dumb and literal character. Also because... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is old enough now to, <laughs> to have these ripples. Yeah, that's true. It's like a reference, I think. More than like a... Like, my actual answer is that I think that they're intentionally, like, doing a bit where he's, like, the Drax of the team. Uh, because I, I do think maybe that yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is literally, like... You know, you saw movies when you were a kid that were riffing on... Yeah, totally. Previous movies. Totally. I, 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 if you told me, if, you know, there's an interview with the writer who's like, oh yeah, I was just trying to do like a sort of Guardians of the Galaxy type thing for Sonic, I'd believe that. Sure. That sounds like a thing that... Anyway. Um... I would explain why every genuine moment is undercut by like three or four jokes. Yeah, I mean, that's also just dialogue writing uh, post-Buffy, you know. I don't believe you. What do you mean? I don't believe that Buffy was like that. That would be horrible. Nobody would watch it. I watched seven seasons of it and adored there's, it. There's no way that it's it deliberately undercoats every emotional moment. With well, okay, you know the thing that M says about it, right? And M would probably know better because they've rewatched Buffy more recently as more of an adult than I did. Which is just that, like, Buffy is written pretty well other than the episodes that joss whedon himself writes and then all of a sudden every character sounds like joss whedon instead of their own voice uh, yeah i don't i could i mean i don't think i could recognize an, any writer that i could name in that way mm. but <clears throat> anyway do you want me to start just like i'll just Tell people the the plot of this movie, and you just interrupt me whenever well, there's let's, a... Let's ask the audience. Do you want to hear the events of the film? Let's just, like, vote with your phones. Not, not getting any votes in. I'm going to tell people what happens in the movie, and you just interrupt me whenever there's a scene you want to talk about. Okay. Um. So, cold open on Robotnik on the Mushroom Planet. Hey, do you remember Back to the Future Part 3? No, I haven't seen that movie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I just I, don't like the first two, so I never saw the third one. It might have been in the first one, too. But he definitely has it in the third one, because he, he makes ice cubes with this huge, huge machine. But, regardless. Anyway, Robotnik um, has been on... This mushroom planet, you might recall at the end of the first movie that Robotnik ends up on a mushroom planet. I'm <coughs> you. Thank you. 
<laughs> I thought yeah. I was. I thought I was gonna be a one sneezer. It's funny that you said a chew after each sneeze. <laughs> anyway, Robotnik is on this mushroom planet, and he hatches a plan to get off using the quill that he got from Sonic. And after a couple months of building a machine, he d- he does it. He uses Sonic's quill, and he lights up the sky. Because um, a thing that is, I just remember being important last time that is not important in this movie is that when Sonic glows, people can detect him. Yes. And when he's using his powers, like, he's trackable. That doesn't matter in this film anymore. No. Except for this scene. So he, Robotnik sends up a flare, basically, of like, oh, here's Sonic. Um, and sees who shows up, and it's Knuckles. Knuckles rock, walks through a ring portal, and... Well, no. It's three guys. Is it three guys? That Robotnik owns with his Home Alone traps. Oh, right. Do I those guys matter? Are those bird guys? Were those bird what guys? Are, who were those guys? I don't remember if they were bird guys or echidnas. Echidna guys. Echidnas. Yeah, I get. I got that. Um, I'm really sorry. I should have peed before we started the show. Why didn't you pee before we started the show? I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you leaving to go pee? I've got to... Well, okay, I'll get through this scene. (laughs) So, there's three bird guys. I think. I don't... They never come up again. I kind of forgot about those bird guys. Anyway, Knuckles is there? Knuckles also shows up. And um, Robotnik's like, hey, don't beat me up, because I can get you to where Sonic is, basically. Yeah. Um, And then we go into the main movie proper... Um, and, yeah, I'm just gonna go to the restroom. Sorry, everybody, for killing the momentum. Sonic is a child. He's been adopted. Yeah, so, like, we get cut to... Well, okay. Before that, Sonic is hanging out in Seattle, which is near Green Hills, the town from the first movie. And he... Well, I can get through this real quick. We don't have to pause on this, really. Um, Sonic is in Seattle, and there's a bank robbery, but Sonic breaks it up, but also, like endangers multiple human lives and destroys a sewer in doing so he's just like oh there's bombs i'll just throw the bombs and just like doesn't even look at where they're going basically um and he gets back to green hills the next day did i, ever t- well, did I mention that part in the beginning of the citadel where they're like oh fuck this wa- this these lines are like making people sick but the the city won't let us do anything about that we're the doctors we're saying this is the problem and so the two of them just throw some dynamite into the sewer and flood the town with shit <laughs> so that they have to redo the sewers you did tell me about this <laughs> that's a, that book is great <laughs> it's not all like that it's very normal like life things but it's, it's a fantastic book anyway um go read the citadel maybe you've heard of it it's quite popular in britain so, so Sonic breaks up this bank robbery and he goes back home to Green Hills and, y- you know, interior, Sonic's bedroom 
Um, and, and it's got all sorts of like posters and, and cool stuff on the walls. And like, um, you know, the, the James Marsden's wife, who I don't believe is named in this film. She was probably named in the first film, but I genuinely... Is she Rebecca or Allie? What is her name? Genuinely don't recall if she is I named I want you to give me film. a name that you think Rebecca Matt... sounds right, because her sister is Rachel, and so it might be like two R names. That's what my, our parents did growing up. Two... Sonic 2, the Hedgehog film... Uh, we've got um, Maddie. Tika. No, that's the actor. The actor's name is Tika. Sorry, the character's name is Maddie. Yes, actors are not their characters. That's so true. Anyway, so unless they're Jim Carrey, so Sonic's there, and like he's got all these posters on the wall, and Maddie comes and wakes him up, and then he like goes fishing with James Marsden. And it's like, through this whole scene, I'm like, why is Sonic their child now? I don't recall that being the vibe of the first film, but the vibe being established here is that Sonic is their child that they adopted, and he's like 11 years old, maybe. Uh Uh-huh. You know, like, maybe like 13, maybe he's like, oh, I'm just getting old enough to want some independence, but I don't actually know anything i thought that the conflict of him being late coming back from fixing the bank robbery which is always a scam banks are insured you don't have to stop shit (laughs) superman um was that he had to go to school and then i realized as he was like leaving to go fishing i realized then that he was not actually spider-man who has to go to school. Okay, but if the third movie opened with Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails at school, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense with where the second movie left it off. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Street Fighter 3 voice. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, I guess. And, and, and yeah, so James Marsden, they're out fishing, and he's like, Sonic, I'm very disappointed in you going um, and, like... Uh, blowing up Seattle while trying to save this bank. You know, great power means great responsibility. And great responsibility, part of that is not throwing dynamite everywhere, you fucking moron. <laughs> they, they come back to this again later, but they never pay off the Sonic destroys things around him by being heroic in any way. Yeah, that's because just not... Because by the time the climax is happening, he just... I guess he leads Robotnik out of the city... But that's just how the movie goes. That has nothing to do with him as yeah, a character. It's like... It's that easier is... to animate forests being like beat up by lasers than buildings. It's like that arc is set up and then like the, he gets a different ending to his arc. You know? Because the, the other thing that gets set up is, oh, I wish Sonic had friends. And that's what the movie ends with, is Sonic gets friends, and they kind of forgot that they set up this other arc. But anyway, <laughs> um, so James Marston um, and his wife are going to um, uh, a wedding. A wedding. Um, 
one may recall in the first film a, a deeply racially problematic sequence where Sonic and company um like bind and gag um a black woman <laughs> um for for reasons question mark they're in, they break into her home this is Maddie's sister they get in they break into her home and then she's like being too hysterical question mark and they tie her up and it's very deeply like this movie has a problem with race um so anyway second movie they're going to her wedding and um tom that's james marston's character um is like uh you know i'm really on the outs with maddie's sister i gotta make this up i gotta you know put on my best face and um the the fiance who i guess he's never met before uh that makes sense with a later plot point anyway the fiance is like you tied up my wife and like abducted her and like that shit was fucked up <laughs> and i'm gonna punch you and then he laughs he's like haha i got you and i'm like oh so we're not really going to resolve the deep racial problems they, that the first movie sort they of just address everything you had you questioned do they? They just addressed it. Let's move on. I don't think they did. <laughs> anyway, um, so Sonic is at home alone. He's bored, uh, but he's getting by just fine, being <clears throat> being by himself. Um, and Robotnik shows up at the house. He's partying the whole time. Yeah, he's partying. Um, I thought they were gonna do a like, oh, Sonic hates being alone, but he's kind of just fine being alone. They kind of just did the Sonic hates being alone in the first movie, and then more or less forgot about it in this movie anyway sonic uh opens the door and robotnik's there and knuckles is there and they're like we want the master emerald we're gonna beat the hell out of you to get it um or robotnik doesn't know about the master emerald at this point he just wants revenge so sonic and knuckles get into a fight and tails shows up randomly to save the day tails had appeared in the movie before this but it didn't matter um, Your summary's off the rails. I'm just going through <laughs> it. They don't. I'm not trying to be super thorough. Okay. Um, so uh, there's a set piece. Uh, Sonic and Tails get away, and they start on their quest to find the Master Emerald. Um, meanwhile, Eggman is like, "Ooh, what's this Master Emerald you're talking about? Ooh, can grant my every wish." Okay, Knuckles. I'm gonna, you know, like. Let's keep helping each other out so, like, we can go get this Master Emerald and keep it out of Sonic's hands. I'm definitely not going to betray you. Um, we haven't talked about Jim Carrey at all in this movie. How did, how did Jim Carrey hit you? I didn't. Yeah, I thought he was fucking awful in this movie. I'm tempted to believe now that he was always awful in those other movies I saw him in. Oh, I'm sure. But, like, he was particularly, like... Man, I... I, I like... I liked the mask when i was a kid i bet that movie hold i bet that movie doesn't hold up at all but i bet jim carrier i bet he is i bet i bet he is more jim carrey in that i yeah i bet he's much better in that movie and i bet that movie still sucks is this jim carrey's version of harrison ford being an enders game or he's just not trying we we during the movie you asked me how long has it been since jim carrey was relevant from 2000, like, he's super popular in the 90s. 
He's super popular in the early 2000s. In 2004, he does, like, both Eternal Sunshine, which I think he gets an Oscar nod for, and, like, some other comedy, I don't remember which one, that is beloved. People love it. Yeah, I think that was was Bruce. Yeah, that might have been Bruce Almighty. Which is, I think, what I saw him in first. Yeah, definitely the same for me. Like, two beloved movies, and then from 2005 to 2008, he does not appear in a movie. And then, like, everything since 2008 has not made him relevant again. There's been some minor hits, like that Christmas Carol movie he was in. I remember had some that. success. There's that been some. A, that was a Timothy Burton film, was it not? I don't believe so. Was it not? I don't know. I thought that was a Tim Burton. Maybe I was wrong. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I just thought he was dreadful in this movie. Um, and it's been. To answer your question, 17 years since he's been relevant. <laughs> um, Written sorry. and directed by Robert Zemeckis. 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 Zemeckis, most famous for Back to the Future and Forrest Gump. Minorly famous for Beowulf and Christmas the Express. Polar Express. Christmas Express. The Polar Express. <laughs> you know what movie I've always hated? The Polar Express? Yeah. I've always thought I've it's seen a dumb it movie. seventeen thousand times. Same of a sibling. Same. I always thought it was bad. Maybe Christmas Carol. What? Okay. Why does? First of all, why does Jim Carrey Scrooge look like he's nothing on the poster? <laughs> but I thought this was related to it is. Tim Burton somehow. Oh, I thought you were going to say to Polar Express or Beowulf. No, no, no. I understand that. I just was under the impression for some reason that this was related in some way to um, Tim Burton. So, Knuckles and Tails follow their first clue to Siberia. Um, they have some map that is going to lead them to the map another... map is from the first movie. Yeah, and it's going to lead them to a second map. Um, and a compass. They go to Siberia, and they go into this, like, bar, and everybody's scary in the bar, and then they see that Sonic and Tails are aliens. Do you want to... They do a... They gear up for a fight, but then it's a dance-off. Yeah. And then they... They do dance bad, but then they change music, and then they do dance good. They put on our song! They put on Uptown Funk. They did... They put on our song! That's true. They should have had Barry singing it. I don't think I don't think he's returning their calls. <laughs> I, as you know, who would return their calls? You know what would be fantastic mm. is if the third movie opens with Obama cameo saying, "You mean the Chaos Emeralds?" <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about the bit in Shadow the Hedgehog when the president has a picture of Sonic and Shadow on his desk. Shadow's <laughs> in this movie. That first two seconds doesn't matter. They made the model. They made the model. Um. Anyway, so um, they do the dance off. They get the clue to the next thing. They go to this thing. You might recall in the first movie that Sonic is raised by one of the owls of Gahul, um, and they. The the Owls of Gahul basically were protecting the Master Emerald. But so also were the Echidnas. The Echidnas and, were guarding it. 
and then the owls took it to guard it, and then the echidnas wanted it back to guard it. But they both there were wanted... two different clans, you might recall. There were yes. two clans protecting the emerald. But I guess it was like one of those things where you steal the mascot of the neighboring town's school. Yeah. I guess it's like that. Yes. Because they both have good intentions, but they're not communicating with each other. And they're both stealing the emerald back and forth? Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. It's This script is really sloppy. <laughs> I'm not sure where... Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, um, Zonic and Tails... Um, Zonic. Oh, 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 also... Other important note is that the the Sonic and Tails they do the dance off at this bar in Siberia, and then there's like a really weird like a Sonic and Tails are like dating scene. Like they literally do the like oh like after the dance off they're like laying in bed together thing and t- <laughs> like doing pillow talk. It's weird. The Sonic Tails shipping is here. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. I swear to God, if the next movie introduces Amy, that's one too many. But also, it introduces that in this movie. But also, it's not really doing that because the after this scene, they're just like homies. It's yeah, just in this one talk. scene that has like a weird romantic no, you don't tension to After it. After that, they're married. I don't. I don't think so. Anyway, Tails falls asleep with his big floofy tails wrapped around Sonic, and it's like, why is this so romantic? Because Tails, he puts the blanket on Tails, but then after as they're drifting off, Tails' tails floof out of from under the blanket, and they cover Sonic. So that they're both warm. Yes, and they're both, like, sleeping together beside the fire. There's just a weird energy to it. The rest of the movie, they're just going to be homies. They're homos. It's okay. You can calm down. Anyway, so... Tails also had no friends. They follow... Oh, right. Tails had no friends, and he basically was able to watch Sonic on space TV somehow and decided to come to Earth to help Sonic. He's a legend. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. So, <clears throat> we've never addressed the fact that Sonic was an orphaned hedgehog left with the owls. And the only other culture we know of is the echidnas, and those aren't hedgehogs. Yeah. So, where did Sonic come from? You know what? Weirdly, I bet I bet the Shadow of the Hedgehog movie is going to give you a d- bizarrely detailed answer about this. But also not detailed enough. <laughs> was he a normal hedgehog before? I don't know. Was Sha- oh, if they made Shadow, maybe they made Sonic. Anyway, so after they spend the night at the inn, they um, go to say they go to this temple of the owls and get the next clue to get the compass that will lead them to the Master Emerald. But um, Eggman and um, Knuckles show up, and there's a big set piece, um, and. Two important things about the set piece. One, Eggman gets the compass. Um, and two, Sonic and Knuckles have a brief moment where they talk and, like, Sonic is like, I don't know why we're fighting, you know. And Knuckles is like, oh, here's a little bit of my backstory. And Sonic to an animatic. 
Cuts to a really bad animatic, but also like a good animatic. I don't know. I don't know what's happening there. It's like, it's like, this is really cool concept art, but you only animated every fourth frame and it looks super jittery and it makes me wonder if I have a bad copy of this movie. Mm. Anyway, um, and Sonic is like, oh, I also lost everything that day. Very sad. Uh, but, you know, the movie has to keep going. And so they do not, like, set aside their differences in this moment. Um, <sighs> Sonic starts running away from Eggman and his robots. And he FaceTimes um, uh, Tom during the wedding. And Tom uh, is like, oh, I got to get rid of this. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm ruining my, like, sister-in-law's wedding. The thing I didn't want to do. And Sonic keeps calling me, and he finally... Oops, I gave the wrong ring to yes. the girl, because actually that's the magic ring to teleport. And I get, yeah, I gave the magic teleport ring to the ring bearer. Oops. Oops. So now I've got to go up to the altar during the wedding and please, be like, give me, me that. Please give me the ring. Please just give me the Please. Yeah. And he's ruining this wedding, and I'm just thinking about how bad the first movie was about race, and I'm watching, like... You know, this white guy just interrupt the wedding of, like, two black people. And I'm like, I don't... I don't know if this is racist, but it is weird. Just given the first movie. You know? <laughs> it's just weird. Anyway, um... Then a bunch of snow comes because there's an avalanche. Because he's running down the mountain. And they put him through the portal and he ruins the whole wedding. But it's fine. Yeah. The wedding was fake. The wedding was fake. Randall and all of the groomsmen and every that whole side of the wedding are all agents of Gun. No. I don't remember. I do not fucking remember what Gun stands for in this movie. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'll Google it. <laughs> you fucking moron. <laughs> What came up when I googled Sonic Gun meaning? Sonic Weapons Military Wiki. Oh. No, that's Wikipedia. I don't care what gun stands for. They'd never mention it again. It's like Guardian on something for. Stop googling <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I just wanted to find it. Guardian Units of Nations. Okay. So, everybody at the wedding um, is a, like, is the feds, basically. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this entire wedding was faked just to get Sonic to show up. And it was all a sting. Um, and also, weird thing in this moment, I understand why this happens, but all the, like, all the CIA operatives pull out their tasers, and we will get many scenes throughout the rest of this film where, like, law enforcement officers are holding guns to people, but it is always tasers because it's a children's movie and no one really wants to talk about cops having guns. And so, but I just wouldn't write scenes where cops are pointing guns at people if I didn't want to have to write around cops pointing guns at people. There was a pretty funny bit in this scene where where the bride-to-be 
turns to the priest like, were you an agent too? And he, <laughs> he opens the Bible he's holding just in front of him, and in it, it cu- cut into the Bible is a gun that matches all the other guns. It's really funny. <laughs> and he looks act- guilty and he does the cross after he closes the, the actor the feels really bad about it. <laughs> That's great. It was a good bit. Anyway, there's two jokes about doing the cross on yourself in this movie. The first is that guy. No, the second is that guy. The first is a guy from the bar who has a tattoo on his chest of him doing like an arms out pose. And so he does the cross on himself and then he does a little cross on the guy on his chest. So from here we get a 15 minute action sequence that one doesn't matter at all a little bit basically gun takes um um gun takes uh sonic and tails into custody and um rachel and maddie um decide that they're going to go bust them out and they find some of like tails's like gadgets basically and they use tails as gadgets to get them out None of this matters, and it basically just feels like an apology for how the these two actors were treated in the first movie. It because one of them will never appear in the film again after this moment, and the other gets like six lines after this moment. It, it just feels like oh, we're gonna give them their set piece because we kind of treated both these actors like shit the first time around. I don't know. It was weird. It was fine. It was not. That's spectacular, I guess. She does end up getting back with her um, fake husband, though. She has that really good line where she's like, I don't even know if this is a gun. And then she, like, <laughs> pulls over and shoots a, the wedding cake and it explodes. And it just pans in from the side close up on her face. And she says, I guess it's real. Huh? <laughs> she sells the shit out of it. Anyway, she's, she's going through it. She's had a rough day and it's showing. She's very... Uh, she's a lot. The wedding plot sucks and doesn't matter. Um, Eggman and Knuckles. Who? Eggman? Robotnik? Oh, Kintogor. Eggman and Knuckles get to Angel Island and, like, they go through Indiana Jones death traps, um, and they find the... then they, they get through it by using Siri. Basically. They... They find the emerald, but also... In searching for the emerald, basically set off a big beacon that can be seen anywhere on the planet. And um, Sonic, like, runs out there by himself, basically. Um, What does he he say when he runs out on the water? Gotta go fast. You gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Um, The the only thing here that I haven't mentioned yet that I want to note is that uh, Sonic's parents are like... um, you should rely on your friends. And Sonic's like, I'm the only one who can get there in time. And then Tails ends up showing up just in the nick of time later because he appropriates a plane that we had seen previously in the wedding sequences that didn't matter. Anyway. To be clear, his human parents. Yes, his human parents. His hedgehog parents are still MIA. Yeah. But not the MIA making songs. Yeah. So... Sonic and Knuckles have a fight in front of the Emerald, um, and while they're fighting, Eggman takes the Emerald, Ooh. Robotnik takes the Emerald. <laughs> I, I said <laughs> Eggman like six times before you decided to start this bit, for the record. I don't remember that. 
Well, roll the, the tape. <laughs> the listener doesn't remember it either. Anyway, Eggman um, takes the emerald while Sonic and Knuckles are fighting, and Sonic uh, em- Knuckles starts drowning. Sonic saves him, but in saving him, he starts to drown, and Knuckles comes to save him. And then they set aside their differences, and they have a snowball fight on the beach where they're throwing sand at each other. Um, sand balls. Yes. And they, um, you know, they make up and they, it's, you know, it's touching or whatever. They're friends. Tails They're friends. shows up. Tails shows up. Do the parents show up at this point or no? No, they don't. No. So they go to, well, so Eggman goes to Green Hills because that's where his henchmen's at. This is earlier in the film. Because yeah. when he shows up at the first, he goes there. Yes, the henchmen, um, would, like, after Eggman got exiled to the Mushroom Planet, has just been like, oh, feel like shit, just want him back. Like, opens his own coffee shop, because you might recall in the first movie that, like, he makes the best lattes, and that's why he's Eggman's henchman. So, What's his coffee shop called? The Mean Bean. I thought that was cute. It was cute. Anyway, it, he goes to this coffee shop, now for reasons i maybe he just wants revenge against sonic and he's gonna defeat he's gonna mess up sonic's hometown and and he doesn't have the big robot until he gets the emerald sonic and knuckles know he's there for reasons and i don't really know how oh i guess he goes there and he has the power because it's glowing from inside yeah. No, he goes there to deal with the cop because the cop went into the bean bean. Yeah. And but so he goes there does... to deal with the cop and then he comes out and he's like, ha ha, I'm Magneto. How, how does Sonic know where Robotnik is? Because he's Robotnik. How did the parents get from Hawaii back to they have the, the magic Pacific teleporting Northwest? Man. Do they? Yes. Okay. They have one. Oh, also, um, at one point in this movie, Sonic drops ten of his rings, um, which you might recall, once again, are magic portals. So they're more than just like, oh, those help me from taking damage. Those are, like, important. Sonic drops, like, ten of them. They're never mentioned again. Um, This bothered me throughout the film. (laughs) Anyway, um, there's a big fight in Green Hills, and Sonic... Knuckles and Tails try to take him down alone, but it doesn't succeed, and so they try together to take him down, and they do a good job, and then, um... They punch the emerald out of it. They punch punch the highlights out of his hair. They punch the highlights out of Robotnik's hair, but Robotnik still has his big evil, like, death egg thing, and he's gonna step on Sonic and his parents. Oh, also, in this scene, like... Basically, um, through this whole movie, I was like, it's weird that they're his parents now. Why is no one talking about how they're his parents? Somewhere in here, um, like, James Marsden and Tika Sumter, like, see Sonic off in the distance fighting Robotnik. And, like, and James Marsden, like, turns to her and is like, you know what we have to do, right? And she says... We have to go get our kid. And so I guess at this moment, it is just like, oh, I, that wasn't a weird subtext thing. That's what the movie was doing. But that's not an 
arc, really. It was just unstated that Sonic was their child, and this is them stating that. It wasn't that. really the dynamic I remember from the first movie. It's not the dynamic I remember. It just seems like there was a weird thing that went unstated, and then in that moment... Oh, they... I thought you were going to say, it was just that there was a weird thing that went into their home and lived there. Well, also <laughs> that. It was like, it's not there in the first movie. It's here at the start of the second movie, but it's not like that... There's no tension around it. And so the let's go get our kid line is supposed to be dramatic, but it doesn't work because that wasn't actually a conflict. It was just a weird thing I was picking up on, which is not to say it wasn't intended to be there. It's just that no one was like, is Sonic our kid or what? Like, what are we doing here? What is this relationship that we have with this little critter? Anyway... He and becomes supersonic. The Master Emerald breaks. He absorbs the fragments. He becomes supersonic. He wins. No one could have survived that fall. Anyway, we're going to go learn about ice cream and play baseball now. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the other weird thing is that, like, then, um, so that literally, like, Sonic calls James Marsden his dad. Mm-hmm. So that is, like, the thing that is happening. But then also... Knuckles and Tails just sort of join the family too. And now Knuckles, who through the whole movie has been talking about, I've trained my whole life for this moment of reclaiming the Master Emerald. Now he's just also 12. What is ice cream? I would love sprink. Sonic, they have sprinkles. What are sprinkles? I want them. <laughs> it's a little weird. It's, it's a little weird. disjointed. They're, like, teaching Knuckles how to play baseball, and it just feels like he's the youngest of three, you know? But also, until this moment, he was the adult. He got Draxed. Once he became good. Yeah, once he became good, he was Drax. I don't understand... What happens in the middle of the credits? Uh... I want to, like, talk about this... As in-depth as I possibly can, which it's like a 10-second scene. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So there's the guy who's leading Gun, And there's, like, a woman who's working for him. And she says, when we were going through and deleting... Ro- no one could have survived that fall. Yeah. But when we were going through and deleting Robotnik from our files... Which is a weird thing to do. Why wouldn't you want to just keep those files around, just in case? Keep them like tax records. Seven years. While we were going around deleting Robotnik's files, we found an ancient file. (laughs) From 50 years ago. About Project Shadow. We found the file. That's all she says. But for some reason, it cuts to Project Shadow as this is happening. And it's clearly activating. But she doesn't yeah. say that anything activated it. She yeah. just said that they found the coordinates to the Shadow Project. Yeah. And then Shadow wakes up and then cuts to black. And it's like, okay, what? <laughs> it's just, you very easily could have done any sci-fi, like, oh, the the, <laughs> the Chaos Emeralds created a, like, aura that t- activated Project Shadow. I don't know. We found a 50-year-old file at our computer? What? The next movie better have silver in it. Also, a 50-year-old file would be a file from 1972? Yes. 
I guess they're connected to DARPA mm-hmm. now. <laughs> <laughs> they got to log in on that one. Our, our, our Cold War era project, Shadow. So, Shadow was created to be the ultimate life form. Parentheses for capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to crush the Kremlin. Anyway, yeah, don't understand the... This movie, okay. My complaint about the first movie is that I wanted Sonic to have friends, and I wanted this to be an animated movie. And in most respects, this movie, like, did right by me. You know? It, like, gave me the two things I wanted. Uh, like, it is more of just a animated children's film, and it is better for it. Um... But also, if you talk about it at all, you realize that they did one draft of this script and then called it a day. Why did they need to go to that bar? Why? What was the black goo? <laughs> <laughs> Why did the Master Emerald dissolve into seven Chaos Emeralds that did the same thing? That's always been Sonic lore. What are you talking about? The Master Emerald doesn't break apart and become the Chaos Emeralds. Sure it does. No, it doesn't. It's the Master Emerald. Why does Robotnik grab the Master Emerald and then say, Chaos is power! (laughs) Because he knows that they're gonna be the Chaos Emeralds once it breaks. What happened to the rings that Sonic dropped in Siberia? Did the breakdancers get it and go to America to have a breakdancing competition? What breakdancers? In the tavern. Oh. No. Why was there a live band just waiting at the tavern for some challengers to show up to do a dance contest? It's an ancient ritual. They talk about this. Why does... Why does Tails have a universal translator? Why is it so bad? Because he's a kid. (laughs) Why does Sonic wear shoes? Why does Eggman's henchman show up in this movie? Because he needs him. When does he need him? I don't know. I am just constantly amused by that Prometheus video. That's why. Yeah, okay. What is the black goo? (laughs) It's an agent. What did you think of this movie? Three three stars on Letterboxd. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I had a lot of problems with it in talking about it, but, you know, like, if I was babysitting... And a kid was like, oh, let's put on Sonic 2. That's my favorite movie. I'd be like, yeah, sure, okay. Thank God we're not watching the first one. Okay. Yeah, I would just be like, yeah, this is a totally fine children's movie um, that has a couple little references for me as a Sonic fan, but isn't really supposed to be for me. The one thing that I thought would have made this movie unequivocally better is if it had a more Sonic the Hedgehog soundtrack. There is a snowboarding down the mountainsides action set piece that just has like dollar store Hans Zimmer string music, like orchestra music, um, playing 
really low in the mix, and I was just thinking about, like, what if you had Crush 40 do a song here? Um, there's a lot of needle drops in this movie, and I just want to remind them that they do have a band that has existed for two decades solely to make Sonic music, and they could call that band, maybe not for every needle drop, but for, like, a couple of them. They should have at least one rock song in here. Yeah. There were no rock songs. Even if you, even if you're going to do a more like traditional like film score, I don't understand why you don't at least put guitar lines into. I mean, I do. And it's because that would require you to think about it for six seconds and not give it just the standard movie score. You know. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just would have liked the soundtrack to have been more Sonic because Sonic has such an iconic sound. And there are, like, moments that really could have used it. There are moments that would have benefited from it a great deal. But, uh... Hmm. I don't know. I thought it was a fine movie. We got an email. We got one email. Thank you. Nora's pulling it up as we speak. Oh, we got two emails! First from Miles. Um... Hello to the hosts of Export Audio. Sonic is a very important figure in my life. My favorite thing about him is carried forward throughout every iteration of Sonic. There is blue spikes being cool in a way that results in property damage. Something interesting is how often the breakdance slash stunt poses he does throughout his appearances show up in this movie, in addition to the bizarre pose from the cover of Sonic Adventure with the finger guns. Why is Sonic associated with breakdancing so often? Is it because he's a small guy that rolls into a ball a lot. No, it's because he is a character from the 90s who is supposed to have a lot of attitude. Um, like a breakdancer from the 90s. Yeah. The, like, I think the if archetype just... that exists only to be in chase scenes and interrupted. Yeah, I, I feel like if you're like a sort of out-of-touch ga- game dev in the 90s, you end up at breakdancing, you know? That's my answer. He is to this. a small guy that rolls into a ball, though. He is that. I love that about him. That is the best thing about him is that he's a little guy and he becomes a ball. Um, Crystal asks, "What's your favorite Knuckles song?" Well, there are a couple of key differences between Knuckles and Sonic. Oh, damn! Tell me one. Well, unlike Sonic, he don't chuckle. Any more differences? He you rather share? flex his knuck- his muscles. How about no. any more differences? Nah, that's okay. about it. Yeah. Um, I almost said Flex's Knuckles. Uh, prob- I mean, probably Pumpkin Hill. That's That feels obvious, but it's... I don't just... know any Knuckles-related songs other than the one that I referenced. Really? You don't know the Pumpkin Hill? Why would I know the Pumpkin Hill song? <laughs> I know Green Hill. You don't know Aquatic Mine? I know Green Hill, and I know Drowning. You don't know the Aquatic Mind song? No. I don't fucking like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> you, you know this about me. I know, but you don't know the Pumpkin Hill song? You're not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the podcast. You want to roll us another Funko? <laughs> That's not the podcast that we're doing. 
Yeah, that was the joke. Um, Tell us about that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Stop poking me. <laughs> Let me do the plugs. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find you can find me on co-host at autumnal. You can find all the podcasts that we do by going to exportodd.io. That takes you to the Patreon page where we have links to all the free feeds. Or you can give us a dollar a month and you can get access to most of the stuff we do um, early. Um, and if you give us $5 a month, you get access to Pop Town Funk, a podcast that is remarkably similar to this one. Some might say identical, where we roll random Funko Pops and have to talk about the movies or comic books or what have you associated with those characters. Um, we just recently rolled... What did we roll? The cat from fairy tale oh right so we have not that cat the second cat so we have to watch the fairy tale fairy tale phoenix priestess just some fairy tale movie that i i i I think we're gonna have a bad time but it'll probably be perfectly normal and fine we just won't understand any of the characters gimmicks you know what it's gonna be better than moonraker i'll tell you that for free hopefully I have a hard time imagining watching a movie worse than Moonraker. I'm not saying that it's the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm just saying that it's, like, really low down that list. I haven't seen any anime tie-in movies except for Pokemon and Digimon. I've seen a handful of DBZ ones, but... Oh, I've seen mm. DBZ, but nothing like this. I guess Madoka, but, like, not this kind of, like, separate from the thing and, like... Yeah, I didn't even see, like, first series I'm into. Like, I haven't watched the Naruto movies yet, question mark. I haven't watched the Full Metal Alchemist movies. Um, like the live action one? Well, we did try to watch that, and I protested so much. I also, that's not the first time I've tried to watch that and people protested too much. Mm-hmm. Mainly because we were very sleepy when we started it, but uh, it is that desert place. It sure is. Here's... Here's the thing about it, is that Brotherhood doesn't start with that desert thing. It's fucked up. Well, because Brotherhood knows that you've seen that before, and so they do, they rearrange it slightly. Hmm. So they do something that's like more relevant to the ongoing plot first, and then after that they do the desert thing as a one-off. Like, oh, we did the desert in one episode. Just get it done real quick. They also do the um, the Chimera in one episode. They're like, in and out. Done. Um, which I think is better. But I want to read the manga. So I imagine the manga is the best version of it. You can find me on Twitter at NinaNora. Find stuff I've done at online. Yeah. Give us money for podcasts. Do it. Do it. We do a good job. Uh, is there anything else on the $5 tier that uh, people could go listen to right now if they subscribed that isn't related to Funko Pops? I feel like they're, you're setting me up for something, but I'm not recalling what it there is. There was a crossover podcast. Oh, yes. If you want to hear me talk about movies more, uh, well, one, you should go subscribe to Ornate Stairwell. a podcast where uh, Neve and I um, talk about movies in general. 
And recently, Ordained Steerwells and the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Repertory Screenings did a, like, crossover episode, basically, that is available for Abnormal Mapping's $10 patrons as part of VoIP Life, but we don't have a $10 tier, so um, we put it at our $5 tier. So I really, really liked that episode. I thought it was one of the better podcasts that I've ever done. So, um, yeah. Give, it, give us five, give Abnormal Mapping ten, one or the other, and you'll get access to that. I really enjoyed it. If you do both, you unlock Super Autumn. That's true. Oh, also, um, if you like this podcast, and you like Pop Town Funk, perhaps, um, we have opened up a thing um, that uh, if you pay us $69 and send us a Funko Pop, you will you don't have we'll, to send us a Funko Pop. Give us $69 and pick a Funko Pop and we will have to watch a movie related to that Funko Pop. Or insert media here. Yeah. Um are we sticking with $69? Until until you tell me otherwise, sure. Okay. I feel like we just do $12. You have to pay us the price of the Funko you're sending us. <laughs> you're not purchasing us this Funko, to be clear. Yeah, you're just giving us money. You're just Don't send us a Funko. You're sending us money and you're saying like, oh, I want you to do this Funko Pop. Um, I want you to watch. I, I said on a recent show, like, oh, we should come up with like rules around that. I think maybe the thing to do is just $69, we'll cover your Funko Pop, and if you break the rules somehow, uh, we will figure it out with you. But if you. we don't codify rules, how can there be punishment for breaking rules? There won't be a punishment, we will just talk to you. That's not punishment. <laughs> I thought... Well, I'm just, no, what I'm saying is, I don't want to overthink it and come up with, like, here are the three rules you must follow. It's just if someone sends something in and we're like, no, that's terrible. We're not doing that. We will just speak to that person. Okay, fine. So no public shaming. No, yeah, no public shaming. Okay. <laughs> Why would public shaming ever be involved? I wasn't sure where that sentence was going. Rufus sent us the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Funko Pop Forgetting that we've already covered Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Fucking Shame on you, Rufus. <laughs> there's, I think there's only... There are very few Funkos we would turn down. Yeah. Laura Palmer wrapped in plastic is one of them. I would be bitchy about any Twin Peaks Funkos. Just because yes. I'm, I'm not interested in watching You're not movies. interested and I'm going to do a Twin Peaks podcast. And also... Several of our friends also do Twin Peaks podcasts. Yeah. So that one's just sort of like, you better have a great idea for this. Yeah, you better send us the Twin Peaks Funko, but ask us to cover the, like, Japanese coffee commercials <laughs> or something. You know what's great is those George Lucas camera commercials from Japan. Oh, where his, those like, are head fantastic. turns into a camera. Those are fantastic. Uh, he's surrounded by all of the puppets and costumes and... Oh, hey. Did you want to talk at all about the Adventures of Robin Hood, by the way? I want to go to bed. Okay. I had just talked about <laughs> it on stairwells, and I wanted to open the floor to you if you had things to say about it. I have seen many movies lately, but mm -hmm. I can't talk about movies tonight. Not yeah. after the main event, certainly. Yeah, that's fair. Well, then let's get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
I'm sorry I'm sitting so far away from the microphone. It's comfortable. We will see you in two years for Sonic 3 on July 4th. For the third time, we're going to watch Sonic on July 4th. Yeah. I assume Sonic 3 will be out by then. That would make sense. I, I think these movies are getting turned out pretty quick. How many of these do you think they're going to end up making? One too many. Hmm. Or they stop it too, and they don't. They don't like follow through on it. But I don't think that's likely. I think they get to four. I think it, the fourth one they don't number it, and that's the last one. I think. Um, I think what happens is, like, Sonic Three is reasonably successful. Sonic 4 is reasonably successful, and they just are never able to make Sonic 5 happen. They put in the sequel hook, and it just never quite comes together. Do you think the next one will be called, like, Sonic and Shadow, or... I think it'll probably just be Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And Knuckles? No. They'll tease the Chaotix, but one movie before they can do it. Yeah, that's what... And they won't do a Chaotix movie, but they'll tease them. Yeah. Because everything is a fucking franchise. Yeah. How nuts would it be if the Sonic the Hedgehog movie franchise goes long enough to get a detective series spinoff? Like, not just that the Knuckle- that the Chaotix show up, but that Knuckles and the Chaotix get their own spinoff. I don't know. I don't think Sonic's ever going to be that big. I don't think so either. I'm just saying, imagine if it was... You know what's weird is there's not another Detective Pikachu. Did they make a Spyro the Dragon movie, or did I invent that in my I head? I think you invented that in your head, but they might be working on it. They made a Ratchet the Clank movie. Ratchet and the then... Clank! <laughs> Somebody <laughs> broke Ratchet the Clank in half, if I remember correctly. <laughs> uh, Ratchet the Clank. Um... <laughs> so maybe someone's working on a Spyro movie, but... What am I thinking of then? What video game franchise do you want them to make a movie out of? Whether one that's got it and you want them to do a better one, or something that's never got a movie. Your choice. Do you have one of these? Are um, you out here wishing for a DreamWorks banjo? Ugh. Ugh. No? Oh, that's that's wretched. DreamWorks banjo? Oh, I don't know. Is it that different? It's an animal. He goes banjo kazooie. They could do. They could Angry Birds it. I know that was probably Sony. Banjo kazooie is so flimsy as a concept that I don't know what you make that movie. Let me tell you about the Angry Birds movie. Okay. All right, you've got me there. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie is so irrelevant as a concept that I don't know what Hey, let me tell you about the Angry Birds movie from four years ago. <laughs> Featuring Angry Birds from 14 years ago? <laughs> I don't think they're quite that old, but... I don't know. Resident Evil would be fun. <laughs> Uh, Lair. <laughs> you just looked at our bookshelf. Yeah. I don't know. Would, um, you, would you even want a Metal Gear movie? No, but they're making it. No, they're not. Uh, they're making it. That's what people said 12 years ago. 
It got announced. There's it got announced ten attached. years ago. They <laughs> had a director attached. I'm telling you, this has happened before. We've it's become quite again. proficient. <laughs> you know. You know what I would. You know what. I would do a Pikmin movie. That could be cute. What about you, do, you don't have to do the like Olimar Lost in Space concept at all. Like you can. That movie is a good movie too. But you could just take the idea of Pikmin and just be like, oh, we're just doing a new story about these little creatures. Like, these little creatures are the only thing. I bet there's already an OVA like that. I mean, there's an Animal Crossing OVA, so yeah, maybe. <sighs> Animal Crossing, but it's made like cats? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's upsetting. I'm thinking about Taylor Swift Isabel now. Yeah. It's not pleasant. I don't know, like, Castlevania was one I always wanted as a kid. They did it. They made Van Helsing. And then when Lords of Shadow came out, they made Dracula Untold. Well, also, but the animated series is about the best adaptation of Castlevania that I could ask for. Uh, I could ask for one better. You know who's not in that fucking TV show? Who? Simon Belmont. You know who they just teased? Richter Belmont. Oh, okay. You're not going to fucking catch me. <laughs> um, I would also take a... Um, You're also looking at the bookshelf. Well, I just had an idea because I was looking at the bookshelf, though. It's gone now. <laughs> like tears in the rain. Like tears in rain. Is it Titanfall? No. Infamous. I used to have an idea for an infamous movie that I wanted so bad. Okay. I wanted Joseph Gordon-Levitt to be Cole McGrath because of his performance in Premium Rush. Premium Rush. Which, Cole McGrath is a bicycle courier in... Do you remember what city? No, I don't remember what city. Empire City. Because in the in the sequel, there's the guy who's like the demon of Empire City. Anyway, that was the the main plan, and then I think uh, Bruce Willis would play uh, Castler because you know, maybe it wasn't Bruce Willis. Maybe I'm thinking of Looper, but somebody like that, somebody who looks like Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt but older, would play Castler. Obviously, I don't remember. Chaos is power. That's, That's the funniest thing that happens in this movie is Jim Carrey just randomly shouting chaos is power. No, there was one that actually got you. Besides the the gun in the Bible? The gun in the Bible is good. I feel like there's one right after that that you liked, but I don't remember. I don't either. Dur- I, I laughed at various points in this film. Dirge's Cerberus film. Sure. Yeah, all right. You know what would make a really good movie? Ace Combat. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Like, what if there was a movie... What? Okay, here, no, hear me out, hear me out. What if there was a movie set, like, during the Clone Wars, and it was about, like, the Jedi as, like, generals of the clone army? What about negotiators? They could be that, too. Uh-huh. But if you... Notice the shields are still up? <laughs> How did this happen? We're smarter than this. 
Monster Hunter? Oh, they did a Monster Hunter. They did do a Monster Hunter. And it's got Mila Jovovich in it. It does have... We should watch that. It's an isekai, kind of. Anyway, let's get out of here. Uh, honestly, though, uh-huh. I want a 2007 Dig Dug movie. <laughs> like a new bowler? No, more like a Astro Boy. Sure, okay. I see what you're going for here. A Shantae, maybe. Shantae didn't get a movie. No, not yet. <laughs> We're talking about hypothetical. I know. I, no, I want Indie Game the Movie 2, which is actually a story about all of the Indie Game crossover characters meeting Elk and like doing a Wreck-It Ralph. So, so Meat Brain Boy meets Meat Brain, Boy meets Fez. Commander Video. Shantae is there. Shovel Knight is there. Obviously, you gotta have Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight would be the protagonist. Shovel Knight is, like, way bigger than any of those other characters. Shovel Knight can't be the protagonist because he doesn't speak. Shovel Knight would speak in this film. No. Who would voice Shovel Knight, then? Shovel... Chris Pratt, obviously. (laughs) Chris Pratt, Shovel Knight. Chris Pratt, Shovel Knight. Chris Pratt. (laughs) Who would voice Shovel Knight in a movie? Um... Um... And don't just say the voice actor of Wreck-It Ralph. I'm not going to say the Wreck... Um... <laughs> John C. Riley no, is the I name can, that I came can... out? Picture his face so clearly in my head and I cannot is... think of his name. What does he look like? He's in Black Panther and I cannot think of his name. Martin Freeman? No! <laughs> uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan, Jordan Shovel Knight. Huh, Okay. I thought Martin Freeman was a really funny choice because he's so nothing. He just kind of slots in wherever you want, and he doesn't. I don't feel like I could distinguish a Martin Freeman character as a voice performance. No, Michael B. Jordan's a good pick, though. Why was my first poll Black Panther? Not any of the movies I like that feature like Michael the B. Jordan. <laughs> Like, like he was in The Hobbit, too. Michael B. Jordan was not in The Hobbit. No, but Martin Freeman was. I know. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Remember to spay or neuter your Martin Freeman. <laughs> Remember, chaos is power. Chaos is power.